6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We've been waiting for this news for a long time now. The U.S. announcing it will lift restrictions at its land borders with Canada and Mexico for fully vaccinated foreign nationals in early November. The rules, of course, have been in place since March of 2020 because of COVID. We are told that the precise date in November when the restrictions will be lifted will be announced, quote, very soon. So we're still a little bit of a waiting game on that one. Uh, Canada on August 9th began allowing fully vaccinated U.S. visitors uh, come to Canada for non-essential travel. And once the U.S. curbs are lifted, non-essential foreign visitors crossing U.S. land borders like tourists will be able to visit if they're vaccinated. So in early January, then the U.S. is also going to require essential visitors like truck drivers and healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Uh, They're going to need to be vaccinated as well to cross the borders. We're still waiting to hear what the U.S. plans to do with those of you who have received mixed dosages. Here's Jackson Prosco from Global National. It's something they're still trying to work through. And last night in a background briefing with senior officials from the White House, we were actually told that that is going to be a decision made by the Centers for Disease Control. But obviously, this is not an issue exclusive to Canada. And it seems as though the U.S. is likely to trend in the direction of accepting uh, any WHO-approved vaccines. That means, for example, AstraZeneca, which is not used here in the United States, would likely be accepted. The mixing, mixing and matching is obviously a bit more of a complicated issue, but it's something they're working through and they say they're very conscious of the fact that many Canadians do in fact have mixed doses. So that is Washington Global Nationals Washington Bureau Chief Jackson Prosco with some of the details and you know just information that we're still waiting to find out. Now the Canadian Chamber of Commerce has been pushing for this border reopening for months now. The President and CEO Parent Beatty joins us this afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Some good news this morning, a bit of a relief. Uh, it is. Yeah, I was wondering what was going through your mind this morning when you heard this. It was amazing. And today was interesting because as things stand today, William Shatner could take a <laughs> spaceship into space, but he couldn't take a car across the bridge from Niagara Falls, Ontario to Niagara Falls, New York. Mm-hmm. That's going to change finally. Yeah, it is going to change. And, you know, think of all of those border communities right across the country. I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, and I know my family is looking forward to getting back over and maybe heading down to, uh, to the States to, uh, the, to the trailer lot down there that they've been away from for the past couple of years. Mr. Beattie, the question remains, however, um, we're still, there's still some questions that we're waiting to be answered. Let's go through some of these. This mixed vaccines, I know the Chamber of Commerce saying, hey, you know what, you guys got to figure this out and get on it quick. There's some 4 million Canadians, including me, I might add, who have mixed vaccines. I believe the Prime Minister also falls into the same category. Uh, his first shot was AstraZeneca as well. Uh, the Americans should simply accept that the evidence is there that mixed vaccines work. And uh, they should accept a person who's had mixed vaccines as being fully vaccinated. We are still waiting. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about it. My gosh, we've been talking about a a national vaccine passport of some sort. It seems on this show for over a year now, I had people waving the flag saying this is something that Canada needs to do, knowing though it was going to be difficult because health tends to falls under provincial regulations. But again, the Chamber of Commerce, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce is saying this is something that uh, the Canadian government, the federal government needs to look at and get moving on if they haven't already. 
ready. I mean, hopefully they have something in the works. They say they have something in the works, and we may see it by the end of the year, but that's far too far too late. Everybody has known for, as you, as you mentioned, for a year, that there were going to be restrictions on international travel, and you're going to have to be able to prove that you were vaccinated. And other countries were working on having secure digital vaccine certification in place. For some reason, the politicians in Canada stalled. And it just made no sense. And it's left us now where, where we don't have that system across the country. We need something that will enable somebody from Alberta to be able to travel seamlessly to Halifax mm. or around the world. And whether it's it's people coming to, um, a, to a stamps game where you have thousands of people coming in and they have to be processed, you need something that's efficient, that's secure, that uh, is easy for people to be able to use. In a statement put out by the Chamber of Commerce uh, earlier today, you also, uh, well, the Chamber also urging um, the, the government, uh, the federal government, to consider relaxing its COVID-19, its strict COVID-19 test standards. Uh, what would you like to see? What we have today, if, if you were going into the U.S., you'd be required to take a, a quick test, a, a rapid test that could cost you perhaps $40 to take. Coming back, the Canadian government would require you to take a molecular test that would cost uh, up to $250 U.S. As a result, then, that's why we're not seeing day trips into Canada, even though the border has been opened. That's why so many business trips don't take place. It's simply costly and cumbersome, and it makes very little sense for people who have been fully vaccinated to have to go to that sort of expense. In addition to that, our government requires that people coming in uh, be able to produce a quarantine plan in case they are tested positive. Uh, that just about guarantees that somebody coming in for a short stay is, is not going to come to Canada. So what we need to do now that we have people being vaccinated, now that there's a requirement that you be fully vaccinated across the border, we need to take some of the friction out of crossing the border. And the whole point of vaccination and of having vaccine certification was to enable people to regain their lives more rapidly and to allow us to reopen our economy. Now, our government needs to do its part to make that happen. The, the other thing it needs to do is to change the blanket advisory mm. that says uh, we advise all Canadians not to, uh, not to travel internationally uh, if it isn't essential. That makes no sense. We have seen senior government officials traveling for vacations, for example, uh, at the same time as the government is giving advice for people to, to stay home. Well, either we believe in vaccines or else we don't. If we believe that they, that, uh, that they work, and if we trust Canadians to take other prudent measures like social distancing or using masks, uh, it's time to get rid of that, that blanket advisory and instead uh, offer advisories uh, location by location based on conditions on the ground if there's a serious problem somewhere. That's what we do for other diseases, and that's what we do in cases of political unrest, for example. Of course, we should do it for COVID as well. Yeah, you know what, uh, the language, uh, I, I would agree with you on that one 100% that the language needs to change. And we saw a lot of that language just this week with the recommendations that, uh, you know, still, you know, avoiding unnecessary travel, uh, maybe stay close to home through the fall and into the winter. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do on that front, Mr. Beatty. What do you think, you know, normal is going to, to 
look like with the borders reopened and land border uh, you could still always fly in there but what does that look like and how long is it fair to ask you how long if you're into your crystal ball before things would get back to normal how long do you think it's going to take i think we'll we'll find that there will be elements of this that, that will have changed our lives forever for example the nature of work has changed. We're working remotely much more. Um, consumer buying habits have changed. The way in which businesses organize themselves have changed. We're much more digital than we were before. So there are elements that 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 are going to be permanently changed. And we know that COVID is going to be with us uh, for the foreseeable future. So we will still have to take some precautions. But I think we'll get back to something infinitely more normal than we've known this last 18 or 19 months. It's a bit like after 9-11. Uh, life mm -hmm. isn't identical to the way it was mm -hmm. prior to 9-11, but it's substantially the same because we've learned to deal with the threat of terrorism and, and to suppress it and to allow people to get on with their lives and to allow us to reopen our economy. I think we'll see the same thing happening here. Do you think that uh, the reopening of the borders could have an impact on the vaccination rates in this country? Yes, it's certainly an incentive for people. You know, I'm one of those who want to head the same stuff. I have a, a property in, in Florida. My wife and I haven't seen that for two years. Yeah. Uh, we need to get down there to, to tend to the property, if nothing else. And uh, it's a pretty powerful incentive for people to, uh, if, if they want to travel, to take the necessary steps to get themselves fully vaccinated. It just makes sense. Mr. Bede, I always enjoy our conversations. Thank you for making time for us this afternoon once again. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Parent Bede joining me this afternoon. The president and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce has been a voice that we've turned to uh, on this front uh, throughout the pandemic. Of course, you'll remember him as a, as a former MP and cabinet minister as well. So, you know, the Chamber of Commerce saying this is good news, but hey, we need to start looking at a few of these things. And I know a number of you wondering about that as well. What's going to happen with those of you who have received mixed doses? What about a national vaccine passport? We have our QR code that came out yesterday. What about an, a national um, passport uh, certificate, QR code of some point, or will the ones that we have province uh, provincially, will they work? Now, they say that they're going to work, but wouldn't it be nice to have something that can come from the federal government uh, as well? And, uh, you know, he's talking about testing, maybe relaxing some of that expensive testing that needs to be done. And those travel advisors, and we heard the federal health minister this week, Patty Haidu, saying, hey, you know what? Um, you know, just you know, just before Thanksgiving, she was saying, you know, avoid unnecessary travel, or travel even after the prime minister was in... Uh, was in uh, Tofino, B.C. So we'll see what happens. Still a few more questions to be answered, but November is when the U.S. border, the land border, will reopen with Canada and Mexico.